Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week we kick off a brand new seven-week teaching series called Not Your Average Joe. Our big idea in week one is choose to be above average by living with an awareness that God is active, able, and up to something significant. We're going to spend some time setting up and looking at the life of Joseph and spending time in the book of Genesis. Enjoy and thanks for listening. And I want to say welcome to Valley Point Church. My name is Eric, and I'm one of the pastors here. And I'm just really excited about what we get to experience today, launching a brand new series. And I'm going to talk to you about that in just a bit. Before we get into the different details of the series and what we're going to be covering, I want to give you a couple of updates just to share some good news of what's happening around Valley Point. So last week we had a friend day. And the challenge and the encouragement was just bring a friend with you and fill the chair next to you. And if you're benefiting from this and enjoying Valley Point, just ask somebody to come along and we'll have a great Sunday. So last week we had 81 brand new people walk through the doors of this place that have never been here before. It's a great number. Now we had a goal of 100, so we fell a little short, but 81 is still the most first-time guests that we have ever had on one Sunday in the history of this church. So it was still just a fantastic day. We were a little bit over 600 in our total attendance, which is a strong number for us. And probably the best part of all is that there were seven individuals who indicated on their connection card that they trusted in Jesus alone to save them. So that is just incredible. We thank God for that too. Just a really strong Sunday. So for everybody who invited, I want to thank you for taking that risk. And even if you invited and your friend didn't come with you, that's okay. Great job risking and extending that invite. Who knows that in the future you might not have another opportunity to do that as well. If you did invite and somebody came with you, I hope they had a great time. And that has given you some good conversations to have with your different friends. So let me say this. If you are benefiting from Valley Point Church, like you just enjoy being here, you sense you're learning, or you've got friends that are here, I want to encourage you to extend that to other people. If you enjoy this, they probably will too. So keep giving out those invites, and I think God will really use all of that to grow our church and to do some dynamic things right here. So again, thank you so much for everybody who took that risk and invited and worked at getting somebody to join you here. Last week was a, uh, just a wonderful Sunday for us. Today is actually the 43rd birthday of Valley Point Church. So can we celebrate that a bit too? Yeah, happy birthday, Valley Point. So 43 years ago, there was a small group of people who got together and said, you know what? We really think God is planting into our hearts a desire, a dream to have a church in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania that would just be a bright light for the community and for everybody that would come into contact with this particular faith community. 43 years ago, nobody knew the kind of growth that this area would experience, but God knew. And so he put that desire in a few families' hearts to just start this place. 
And 43 years later, we're still going, we're still being a bright light, and I want you to be encouraged with the fact that this year is probably, on many different levels, going to be the greatest year in the history of this church. And that's kind of unusual, because sometimes after 20 or 30 years, the life of a church begins to peak, and they decline, and that's just the natural life cycle of an organization. So we are actually seeing the opposite of that. We are having our best years now, and we believe we're positioned for some great years in front of us of growing together and going and serving and loving the communities around us without expecting anything in return, sending more people to the Dominican Republic, sending more people to Russia, and just really having a faith community that does things that puts a smile on the face of God. So that's what we want to do here. That's really Valley Point Church in a nutshell. So turn to somebody next to you and just say, Happy Birthday, Valley Point. All right? Go for it. And know that as you walk out, we've got some extra snacks in the lobby, so enjoy that. Hang around and talk to people. And again, it's just a great day because it's our, our birthday, so it's kind of fun. Before I jump into the series, I want to give you one more update, and that is on our future real home. So if you are newer to Valley Point Church or you came after March of this year, you may not know that we have been really heavily pursuing building a real home where we can meet permanently. So this is probably no shock. This is, this is not our space, right? It's the school's. And we've had 10 wonderful years here, and God's been good to us. But we've had this growing desire to say, you know, it's time for us to have our own home where we can just have ministry that happens all week long. And so in February and March, we walked through a campaign where we said it's time. And we talked about the how and the why. And it was just a marvelous experience for us. When we got to the end of March, we exceeded a lot of expectations, which allowed us to continue the planning process. And so we have a piece of property that's less than a mile from this location, right on Bethel Road. It's not far from here at all. And that's where we plan to put our future real home. Our desire and our dream is still to break ground at some point in 2015. And there's some things that have to line up and some things that need to happen in order for that to be accomplished, but we're still pursuing that and still have great hopes that that's something that can happen with the intention that we would move into our new home at some point in 2016. So that's all really good news. One of the positives that's happening right now with that is what's going on financially. And so I want to share a graph with you that just kind of paints a picture of what is happening. And you can also see financial information in your program and kind of read where we are and how we're pursuing this together because there is a cost to obviously moving into a real home. What you'll see is that there is a blue dotted line, and that is our plan of getting to the end of the year and reaching the $700,000 mark. I'll talk about the significance of that figure in just a moment. So that's the plan of how we hope to get into that range. The black line is where we are to date in terms of our collections. And so you can see, again, I want you to be encouraged with this. We're actually trending above where we need to be. And that is really good news. It means we've been able to continue 
to pursue our future real home and all of the plans and all of the designs. Now, you might be sensing there is a big jump at the end of the year. And what is that about? Well, we're anticipating having a strong end of the year, not just with our regular giving, but also with our real home giving. And what that will do, if we're able to accomplish that, is get us into the $700,000 range. The significance of that is that positions us, as we begin 2015, to be loan ready. And we can start having conversations with some different institutions, and we'll be able to pursue getting a loan so that we can actually build our future real home. So that's just some of the financial information And again, I share this graph with you because it's really good news right now. And I want to thank you for your generosity. If you're participating in this, you're doing absolutely an amazing job. And it's just fun to watch what's happening. So while the financial thing is going on, we have also put together a design and a decor team. So we've had a building team, and they've been working out all the schematic stuff and... I use that word. I don't even know what it means, but that's what they've been doing. And so they've been working on all the interior stuff of the building and mapping all of that out. We have put together another team because it's time to do that. That's a design and a decor team. And they're working on color palettes and all the different design elements and decor. That's their design and decor. That's what they're doing. And they're having fun with that. And I actually have a picture to show you of what our building is shaping up to look like right now. And that will be our future home. If you have driven by the Bethel Row campus recently, you'll notice that there are stakes built into the hill. Those stakes kind of map out the footprint of this building, which sits out in front of the older building that's there that houses our offices right now. And so if you haven't seen that, feel free to drive by, drive up the lane. You can get out, walk around, and you can get a feel for where this building will sit. So we've got Financial things happening, and that's good news. We've got schematic design and other design and decor, and that's happening, and that's really good news right now as well. And I want to let you know that if you did not have the opportunity to participate in our Real Home campaign, in November or December, we're going to be getting information out about another meeting that will share all of this information with you. And if you were so inclined to participate or God's really working in your heart about partnering with us as we pursue this future real home, that'll be a meeting that will be fun and will give you the information and you can kind of think through that and pray for that. So that's coming in November and December. One of the updates that we have been giving to you is about water and sewer. So our biggest need outside of the financial components and design and all of those particulars is that we have to have public water and sewer on that piece of property. We do not currently have that. And so we have been working with the township to secure that. I have no new information to share with you about that, but I want you to just continue to join me in praying for that. And actually yesterday I was praying for different things and came to my Valley Point different prayer list, and I pray for different things for our faith community, and Water and Sewer has been on that, and a lot of you have been joining me in that prayer for several months now. Be patient and be persistent 
So as I was thinking about that yesterday, I'm like, oh, well, you know, God help us water and sewer. We need this. And I'm like, man, I, I'm not excited about this, and I've got to talk about it tomorrow and ask people to be patient and persistent. Join me in this prayer. So I tried to ramp up the vibrancy of my language there, and that helped me remember I, I really have to be praying for this. And I, I want you to join me in that. There's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. There's an upper story here of what God is doing that we're not even aware of. And sometimes that's frustrating. Like, God, just make it happen, right? It's not that hard. It doesn't seem like it should be. But there, there's an upper story here, and there's a lower story that we're a part of. And we just can't see some of these pieces yet. But when it comes together, that upper story and the lower story, I've said it before, these are going to be the most holy and set-apart sewer lines ever. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be beautiful. And we don't normally refer to those types of things as lovely. But under the ground are going to be just amazing, beautiful pipes or lines or whatever they are, and they're going to be used for God's purposes. <laughs> Something like that. So pray, okay? Just pray with me because we, we have to have that. And I think you understand the severity of that. Let's be persistent in praying for that, okay? Before we jump into Not Your Average Joe... Why don't you just join me and let's pray one more time. So God, we're going to look into your word now. And I believe you have something specific to say to each and every one of us here today about how we don't have to live an average kind of life. God, often we choose that, but we don't have to. And we're going to look at the life of an individual who's going to give us a lot of tools to avoid that and to live a life that just really honors you. So God, help us to engage, help us to listen, and help us to take away whatever it is that you have for us today. God, right now, I just want to pause as well and pray for those future water and sewer lines. You know what we need. You know what it's going to take. We're unaware of a lot of this, but you see it. And so God, work it out. And work it out on a timeline that allows us to continue to move forward with all of our plans. So once again, God, we're just being patient, but we want to be persistent in asking. We don't have to be afraid of that. So we ask for these lines to be opened up, and it's going to be a great day when that happens. So we leave that with you. Bless us now as we look at your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Today we begin this brand new series called Not Your Average Joe. Now, let me tell you what this is not, just so that we're all on the same page and we're aware of what we're discussing. This is not a review of the new restaurant on Route 202 called Not Your Average Joe's, all right? We're not going to review their food. We're not going to review the restaurant. I don't know how to do that. It is a great place. I would encourage you to go and enjoy that, but we are not going to review that restaurant. They did inspire the name, however, and so we're not reviewing that particular restaurant. Here's what else we're not going to do. This is not a rah, 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 just work harder, work smarter, and let all of your worries go. Yeah, do that. Because I think we all understand, sometimes you can't work harder if you're already doing that. Sometimes you can't work smarter 
if you're already doing that. And what does it mean to let go of your worries? Sometimes that is physically and mentally impossible. And how do you actually implement that? Nobody knows. So here's what's happening. Not Your Average Joe is an investigation of one of the most intriguing characters in all of Scripture. One of the things that I find very interesting is that when you jump into these ancient documents that make up the Bible, you read about person after person after person and the successes that they had as well as their failures. It is all written right there for us to benefit from. And so, for the next several weeks, we're just going to read about a guy named Joseph, hence the title. And we're going to see there are some good things that happened in his life, and there were some terrible things, absolutely some terrible things that happened to him. We're going to unpack that he had some life issues, He had some painful experiences. He had some unfair circumstances that came his way. And we're going to look at these stories and we're going to investigate that and we're going to read all about it. And when we do, we're going to step back and say, wow, glad I'm not Joseph. I'm really glad I'm not that guy because he had some terrible things that happened to him. And we're going to read about this and it's going to make us shake our heads and say, Wow, that is just amazing. Well, let me pause for a second and just ask you, as we step into this, do you have any life issues? Have you had any painful experiences? Have you had any unfair circumstances that have come into your life? And maybe that's happened in the past and it's still something that haunts you and something that you still think about continually and you're just not able to shake that and it's there? A life issue, an experience or a circumstance or maybe you're walking through that right now and you understand the pressure and you understand the pain and the unfairness of what is happening to you. Have you ever had a life issue, a painful experience or an unfair circumstance? If you have, then Joe's your guy. And this story will make you think. And it is my hope and my prayer and my greatest desire as we present different arguments from Genesis chapter 37 through the end of the book, chapter 50, that your hearts will be moved with a sense of what you can accomplish when you choose to live your life like Joseph, who is not an average individual. I mean, based on all the stuff that was stacked up against him, it would have been so easy, I mean, just so easy, for Joseph to become angry and bitter and vengeful. And again, we're going to look at these stories, and as we do it, we're going to shake our heads and say, you know what, Joseph, he should have been a very angry person. He should have been very bitter, very vengeful. And we would give him that right, like, Joseph, you should be that way based on what's happened to you. I mean, anger, yeah. Bitterness, go for it. Revenge, that's you, Joseph. You deserve that. And if you're not going to feel that way, Joseph, then I'll feel that way for you because you've had some really bad things happen to you. But yet when we walk through these different scenarios, that's not what Joseph did. And that's not how he responded. If he would have, 
he would have been average. Instead, here's what Joseph did. He pointed his feet in God's direction. And the life issue didn't matter. The painful experience didn't matter. The unfair circumstance didn't matter. It would not keep him off track. He pointed his feet in God's direction. He set his inner compass on God, and he was able to ride above all of the issues and all of the experiences and all of the circumstances. He was able to manage the tension in his life in such a way that God used him to accomplish some incredible things. And here's the good news. for okay? And there's good news today. And that is God can do the same with you and through you and for us and our faith community. God can do this. And so this is pretty much the series in front of us. Now, if you're here and your name is Joe, here's the deal. Just know that I am in no way saying that this guy is above average and all of the other Joes or Joannes or whatever other form of that there is, that you're average because you're not, all right? You are amazing people, and we have a lot of Joes in this church, and I actually have a gift for you today. I do. So when you walk out of here, you get to go to Just For You and let them know that your name is Joe. If your middle name is Joe, that's fine. If your nickname is Joe, that's fine. Just tell them that Joe is your name and you are not average and we've got a gift for you. As a matter of fact, I think the person working the table today is named Joe. Actually, it's not. But we should do that at some point. Like all of our workers should be Joes throughout this series. So if your name is Joe, enjoy the fact that I'm going to borrow your name for the next several weeks several hundred times. All right? Take your program. Put it on your boss's desk and say, look, they're talking about me at church again. I'm not your average Joe. All right, just give it a shot. So let's jump into this. Here's our big idea for today. Choose to be above average by living with an awareness that God is active, able, and up to something significant. Let me say that one more time. Choose, and that really is the key word here because you can obviously choose not to do this. But we're going to present a case that this is a great choice to make, and this is actually what allows us to be above average. So choose to be above average by living with an awareness that God is active and able and up to something significant. So if you have a Bible or a smart device, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 39, And you can find the story of Joseph, this above-average guy, in chapters 37 through 50. So I would encourage you, either today or tomorrow or at some point throughout the series, just read all of those chapters. Chapter 37 through the end of the book of Genesis. And it's just some crazy stuff that happens in there. And it will help you understand what made Joseph not an average kind of guy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read several different verses here. And I want you to look for a theme that repeats itself as I read these four different verses. Now, normally I read a verse or I hang out in one distinct paragraph, and I do that so that it makes sense, and you walk out of here with, hey, we hung out in this particular verse or this particular chapter, and I can remember that, and I can go and review that. So I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but I want to do that so that you get a sense of the theme of what is happening here in Joseph's life. So look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 9. Here's what it says. And this is Joseph speaking, and there's an intense challenge in his life. 
in this particular moment. He says, no one here has more authority than I do. He, speaking of his boss, so my boss has held nothing back from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against who, church? God. I can't do this thing. It would be a great sin against God. And as we walk through the life of Joseph, we're going to get into this story about a woman who was chasing him and pursuing him and would not give up and would not stop. And Joseph finally looked at her and said, I can't do this thing. It would be a great sin against God. Chapter 41, verse 16, says, It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Verse 28, This will happen just as I have described it, for God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. And then verse 32, same chapter. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by who church? God. And he will soon make them happen. Now, did you pick up on a theme in these four verses? It's very interesting that in these four different verses, four different times, Joseph makes reference to God. Again, his inner compass has been set. He's pointed his feet in God's direction. And so in the heat of the moment, under temptation and an incredible amount of pressure, he looks at someone and says, I cannot do this. I can't be involved in this. I can't step into that. Not because it's bad for me, but because this would be a sin against God. Feet pointed in God's direction, inner compass locked and set. It helped him manage something that was intense. In another situation where he's working with individuals and they're just trying to come up with some solutions to problems that they were having, he said, look, God's going to give us the answer. God will help Pharaoh. God has decreed this. Here's the deal with Joseph. He made the choice to live with an awareness that God is active and able and up to something significant. And with my life issues, and my painful experiences, and my unfair circumstances, I will continue to have my inner compass set on being obedient to what God wants for me. He set his feet. He had this awareness. God is active, able, and up to something significant. Do we think the same way? Do we? Do we? See, Joseph did, and it just made a huge difference in his life. Again, he was able to ride above all of the storms and manage the tension. So I want to go back to our big idea and kind of just break it into three different parts because this is the series right here. All right, for the next several weeks, we're looking at the life of Joseph, and we're going to constantly come back to this. Let's live with an awareness that God is active and able and up to something significant. So let's just think about this. Choose to be above average, meaning it's possible. And this isn't just for somebody else that is better equipped or has more skills or whatever the case might be. This is for you. If Joseph can do this, 
Again, with everything stacked against him, we're going to shake our heads and say, that's impossible that he does what he does. And we're going to watch this, and it's going to be amazing. If Joseph can do this, then I can do this. Choose to be above average and live with an awareness that God, and this is the focus. This is where it starts. So the focus is not on me. The focus is not on my issue, my painful experience, or my unfair circumstance. Right? But we, all, we, we love the focus on that, don't we? We love to let our minds be consumed with those things. And it throws us into a dark place, and we have a hard time getting out of that. That's why we have to choose to be above average. It's for us. And we're going to live with this awareness and have a focus on God, that God can do something here. And that he is active, able, and up to something significant. Basically, he's up to something significant in me, in you. So I want you to personalize this. It's not just about Joseph, some guy who lived a few thousand years ago that we've never met, and we don't know what he looked like. It's not just about him. This is about us. And so you've got to throw yourselves into the narrative here. So God is active, able, and up to something significant in me. Do I see it, and will I walk through these moments? This is the series. I mean, this is it right here. Let me share with you some major themes, and maybe you'll pick up on some stuff here that will be helpful to you in the next few weeks. There are three major themes that we're going to discuss. Number one, Joseph, at some point, We're not exactly sure when, but at some point he chose to live a God-directed life. He set his inner compass on following God. He said, I'm walking with God no matter what. And again, this is the choice in front of each and every one of us. Are we going to do this or not? Joseph did it, and he had great success in his life, even with all of the junk. Major theme number two is that there is no mistake in where God has you. And this is really important for us to understand. Like this just falls out of the story over and over and over again. And that is there is no mistake in where God has you. Now, can we just chat for a little bit? All right, it's just us kids here in the room. Let's just have a conversation. Because if you're anything like me, I often don't like where God has me. Especially when I'm not happy and I don't feel I'm being successful, or I'm not accomplishing a lot, or I feel bad as a parent, or whatever the painful experience or the unfair circumstance might be. Often, we don't like that spot, and we want to get out of that, and we want to run from that pain, and we want to run from that unfair treatment, and we sense God's not in that either. And if God would just move me over there, change things, well, then that would be a whole lot better. Or if God would just give me that job, well, I'd, I'd feel great. Or if God would just give me that kind of marriage, well, everything would be wonderful. And we often hate the spot that we're in. If anyone had reason to hate what was happening to them in the moment, it's this guy named Joseph. And again, we're going to talk about this. It's going to make us shake our heads because it is intense. And we have to understand one of the themes here is that there is no mistake in where God has you. He has something for you to learn right there 
not only does he have something for you to learn in that spot, he has something that he wants you to do and accomplish. And that painful experience or that unfair circumstance can be a beautiful place. A beautiful place because that's where God is as well. Here's the third major theme. And that is God's level of control isn't dependent on my level of understanding. It's just not. Again, there's always an upper story happening. We don't see it. We don't always understand that. But God is doing what he does, and we don't often get the benefit of knowing all of that information while we're down here in our story. But boy, when they intersect, that is an amazing thing. And lights come on, and we get the benefit of understanding How long? I don't know. Sometimes it's a really long time before we understand and we see that and we benefit from that. But the truth is we've got to walk through it and God's level of control isn't dependent on my level of understanding. Sometimes I think when my life is spinning out of control, God's not aware. Or when there's stuff happening in the world that we are perplexed by, frustrated with, annoyed with, we sense, you know, where is God and all of that? And God never has a moment where he says, you know, I wasn't aware that that was going to happen. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, that's not God. And so, again, our level of control isn't, or God's level of control isn't dependent on my level of understanding. There's an upper story and a lower story. Let me ask you this. Are you angry, anxious, broken, bleeding, Irritated, frustrated, discouraged, hurt. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're walking through or what descriptors you attach to your life experiences right now. You can choose to live an above average kind of life. It won't be easy, but it can be done. So let me talk to you about the tools that we're going to discuss over the next several weeks. From now until the week before Thanksgiving, we're diving into the life of this Joe who was not very average. And so what we're going to think about is how to be above average with your family. Sometimes that's where it breaks down real fast, right? So how do we have success there? How can we be above average with our family? How can we be above average by not fixing stupid with stupid? Have you ever done that? You ever tried that? Like you do something that's just kind of dumb and, well, let me do another dumb thing. And maybe the two of them combined will bring about a different result, right? Does anybody, don't raise your hand, all right? But I know I do that all the time. It's like, what's happening here? So we're going to talk about how to be above average by not fixing stupid with stupid. Joseph had every opportunity over and over and over again to do a dumb thing and then to keep adding more crazy things to that. And he didn't do that, and that's what gave him a not-so-average kind of life. We're going to talk about how to be above average while you wait and wait and wait and wait. And how much longer do we have to wait before we get the answer that we've been praying for or longing for? Again, I don't know. Joseph had a lot of waiting in here. And so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how you can be above average and forgive and forgive and forgive. And this is a huge part 
of Joseph's life. Again, we're going to be able to look at him and say, there is no reason, no good reason at all, he should have ever forgiven people who absolutely destroyed his life. But yet he does it, and he does it again and again and again. And it's not easy, but it can be done. We're going to talk about how to be above average with your work. So one of the things that comes out of the story that often gets overlooked is that Joseph was an incredible worker. He was really good at his jobs when he had them. And as people recognized him in the workplace, he just kept getting promoted and promoted and promoted. And what we discover at the end of Genesis is that he is a powerful world leader. There's only one person in the known world who had more influence and power than him. So if you like thinking about work challenges and succeeding there, Joe's your guy because he did it. And he gives us a pattern for that. And then we're going to wrap it all up by talking about how to be above average with your legacy. No surprise here. Everyone in this room will die. It's going to happen. And you're going to leave something behind. What do you want that to be? What do you want that to look like? It is not too soon to begin thinking about that, and we're going to discover how to be above average as we even think about our particular legacy. I just have one takeaway. Sometimes I have two or three. Uh, I just have one today. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. Just close your notebooks and your Bibles and put everything away. So I want you to listen to this, and I want you to lean in. Now, I know you type A's, want to fill in that blank. And you're like, I can't do it. I can't put it away. I just can't. Uh, Put it away. It's one word. You're going to be able to remember it because you're smart and intelligent and you are above average. So just put it all away. And I want you to lean in. All right, listen. Here's the takeaway. Get here. Okay? Just get here. Over the next six weeks, we're going to talk about some stuff that is incredibly valuable to each and every one of us. Even if you're not too sure about the Bible and you're not too sure about God, there are some great things in here for all of us. So get here. Does your life have some drama right now? Life issues? Painful experiences? Unfair circumstances? Get here. We're talking about it. You feel stepped on, broken, abused? Anything else? Get here. Because we're talking about him and what he experienced. And you'll find a lot of similarities. Do you feel successful right now? You've really been achieving and things have been great. That's good. Joseph has a lot to say about that as well. Get here. Because I think there's even more for you to discover. And let's just all intentionally choose. Let's just do this. Let's live with an awareness that God is active, able, and up to something significant. Father, we're thankful for some time just to look at your word. We've looked at several different verses in Genesis that give us a background on some of the things that Joseph did. He's an amazing individual, an amazing character, and God, I'm so excited about the journey in front of us as we just walk through these different chapters that talk about life issues, painful experiences, and unfair circumstances. God, we we all walk through this. 
So give us courage to make sure we schedule being here so that we can understand and grab some tools to help us manage all of the tensions in our lives and to live with an awareness that you are active, able, and up to something good. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.